<clears throat> Welcome to the show, we're so glad you're here, now let's have some fun, yeah. Okay, hey, yes. Hey. We are back. Hi. We are back in 2016. Happy New Year to you. Yes, and to you, and Thank to you. you, Brian. Thank yes, you. noble listener or listeners, maybe, hopefully multiple listeners, especially those in Brazil. Mm, or Pakistan. Yeah, oh yes, I forgot about, I almost forgot about Pakistan. We That's exciting. That. But uh, yes, welcome to episode 0004. Yes. Of the Brian Trust, we uh, opted to take a little break over the holidays, and anybody who says differently is lying. Mm-hmm. That is totally what happened. We decided to take a break over the holidays, and we it sure wasn't did. due to technical difficulties Not or at just all. procrastination, there was no technical difficulties, or whatever. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. But we are back, and we are gunning for hopefully twenty, at least twenty episodes this year. <laughs> We'll see what happens, but yeah, you know, if we can get if we can actually get to twenty six, that would be quite amazing. But since three weeks of the year have already gone by, that's going to be a little weird. Uh, so we'll see. Nothing yeah. stopping uh, us. But uh, so, with that in mind, Brian, how have things been going for you lately? Things have been well. Things All have right. been really well. Let's uh, just stick with twenty sixteen so far. This it's with January for because it's been a while. Uh, it, it's so far so good. N- now that we're three and a half weeks in. Yeah, right. Three and a half weeks. Well, a few days. Well, yeah. You know, time is relative, but like my dad. Right. Well, it goes by so fast, you know, when you're it having does. fun. It really does. But uh, so what What have you been up to the last few weeks? Oh, you know what? Um, I, I don't I don't really follow the res- resolution, you know, thing where people are like, oh, this year I'm going to have a list of 52 things that I want to do. You know, yeah. uh, I don't do that. I, I kind of look at my life uh, and, and, you know, New Year's is a, a good time to kind of reevaluate. Uh, and uh, there are some things that I want to change. Uh, okay. uh, eating habits, you know. Sure. Uh, health, health-wise, you know, maybe working out, getting out, walking around, whatever. Uh, yeah. get, get some education in, you know. Um, All right. All but right. Uh, it, it's been good. Uh, we took, you know, we took a little break and did some touring and things and came back and. Spent some time in Florida. Indeed. We sure as, did. As did. Just did, celebrated the holidays there. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it was warm technically, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very warm. Uh, yeah. Florida was probably the only state in the country that was above 40 at one point. <laughs> you know, we were down, we were looking at the map of the United States and we just saw a lot of blue, you know, and mm. uh, Florida was in the 70s and 80s. Well, it definitely wasn't over Christmas. Uh, no, 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 there were so many places that got up in the seventies. It was crazy, mm-hmm. but weird. Not now. <laughs> not now. Hey, but Sorry. you know what? Here we Sorry, go. El Baltimore. Nino in California. Thankfully, yeah. there's now there are chain restrictions. You know, you have to wear chains up in the mountains. Oh, in Northern wow. California. So the snow, all that snow is going to melt, and it's been raining. It's been wonderful. So the so the year started out great. El Nino, thank you. Cool. Yeah. Cool. How yeah. about you? What have you been up to? Uh, mostly just work. Uh, I think yeah. that I've been, and I also, you know, I try not to, I try not to call them resolutions, but let's be honest, that's really kind of what they are mm-hmm. unofficially. It, it, I've been kind of focusing on trying to figure out where I want the year to go and what I want to accomplish. I mean, health wise, uh, professionally. Yeah. 
things like that. Cause I mean, my day job, it's, it's not a bad job. Don't get me wrong. It's nice work if you can get it, but it's yes. been sucking up so much of my energy. Isn't that I how think it, it always goes though? You know, I don't know. I think some of it is just because I've moved up into a position that requires a lot more brain power during yeah. the day. Yeah. When I got there originally, it was pretty mindless. So, you yeah. know, it was just a lot of straight, more straight data entry work. And sure. I've moved into a lot more kind of, um, program testing and, uh, specialty work and, and analysis type stuff. It's a little bit, it's, I mean, it's, it's more geared where if I were not so driven toward being an actor, like this is the kind of work I'd probably end up doing. Right. Really. Cause I, I just, it fits my skill sets well in the civilian world. And that's, that's part of the problem I think is the, the temptation to not do other things and just let it go and be like, okay, this is, yeah, you know this is comfortable, but that's not where I want to be. <laughs> no, so, no, I know. I mean, comfort is fine to a degree. I like some degree of comfort, but what well, we all do. Yeah, I mean, it's. I would rather be making a living being uncomfortable. Right. Well, that's where you grow. Um, right. But ho- well, hopefully, without having to be do jobs, I really, really can't stand anymore, like working in a call center or. Ugh fast food chains and not to say that those are the worst things in the world. No, they just the worst things in the world for me. Right. Exactly. So that's, uh, I feel, I feel your, that is, that is my perception. And I know people who thrive in call centers and do all that. And like, great. I've I've been (laughs) in call centers. It, you know, it's fun at first. You get to talk and I love communicating. I love talking with people Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's fun at first, but after a while it really wears on you, especially when, you know, well, I always, when I, with some of the work that I did, I did a lot of tech support and things I had, but what attracted me, that was being able to help people solve their problems. Right. But then you run into the, the corporate mindset, which isn't geared that way Mm. because it's geared more towards a business sense of get them on, get them off the phone. And I was doing it at a time before, um, unlimited minutes, you know, multiple lines, everybody was on cell when it was, everybody was on a landline and that includes for dial up internet. So it was, the worst because you'd like, they'd call in, but then they'd have to hang up and disconnect to try the problem out and call back and right. Right. And create a lot of frustrations. And, and, well, you have a lot of balls in the air when you're doing that, right? Because yeah, you haven't really yeah. resolved things. If people are, you're waiting to hear back from people. That almost sounded bad, but <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the one thing I totally suck at is balls. <laughs> like, well, no, no. <laughs> Thank <That's> you. Not, <laughs> Thank yeah, you for no. your filter being on today. <laughs> yeah. Of course, now I just said it in the mic. Oh, I'm glad I edited this episode. Um, so yeah, no, I mean I've been focused on that. Like I want to, I have, I have a second podcast I'm developing. Excellent. What's the name of it? And I want to get it off. I don't want to talk about it yet. All right. So, Sorry. Uh, yet uh, it will come up in a future episode or two. I, I haven't quite gotten things concrete, and I need to, I need to get moving on it first. But it's going to be, it's, it's going to be another uh, sort of, it, it'll be a fun podcast because why do it if it's not fun frankly cooking with your betty crocker oven (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's not a video podcast so Uh, audio audio cooking is kind of weird i can't understand why you'd do that now make sure the Um, light bulb is on and put the brownies (laughs) securely against it (laughs) as we watch it bake let's talk about the idea of baking when you're in an oven it's sucking out all the moisture from um and it's hot (laughs) An oven sees a brownie as a series of ones and zeros. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, so I had that idea for a podcast and I kind of want to, as an actor, like I kind of want to restart a little bit, maybe get back into class if I Good could. Good for you. 
It's just finding time for all this crap. Right. <laughs> oh my God. It brings us back to square one. Yes. It's create time and energy. That's mm-hmm. the real thing. It's like, mm-hmm. where are you sending your time and your attention right. on getting things done? And I have friends that it's just like, I don't know how they do it. You know, mm-hmm. I think they either just have way more energy or just way more focus or I don't know what it is. It drives me crazy though. Um, mm-hmm. I really want to like sit him down, tie him to a chair and go, what's your secret? Tell me. Uh, but I don't because I'm a nice guy and that's not my way. So <laughs> No, and tying people to a chair is probably something you don't want to do. Well, something they don't do want to do. Not well, unless they're into it and that's fine. But, you know, well, for them, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know. But, uh, yeah, so 2016, baby. This is mm-hmm. allegedly our year. Indeed. Um, I feel I it. Say, I say that, but I, I, I hear people say that. I've, I've heard people say that every year for the last 10 years. Basically, since Facebook was invented, mm. so and I, even I said it, and it still hasn't happened yet. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I'm going to be able to make more of an effort to see if I can make that actually be true. So, good. Yeah, let's get to the news. I think we should. So let's go. We got a big show ahead of us. We do. We have a huge show ahead of us. Brian's in the news. Okay, so we. Ju- I just have a few stories this week, so go nothing ahead. too major. All you. Uh, the first one is. Out of my old haunts in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, uh, reported a gentleman by the name of Brian Fitzpatrick from Northampton, PA. Mm -hmm. Uh, He apparently was with the FBI for the longest time, and he recently left the FBI, or he's announced his intentions to leave the FBI. His brother, Mike, is a congressman from their district, the 8th District in Pennsylvania, and he, I guess he's leaving office at the end of this year or not running for his seat again or what have you. So his brother has decided to run for his seat oh. in Congress. So good for him. Good for him. I mean, he's a Republican, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's all right. It's Pennsylvania. It's, it's knowing, knowing where they are in Pennsylvania. It really does not surprise me. It's, it's kind of a red area mm. uh, of PA. So, cause it's not like in like Philly is kind of the big, Blue Bastion, sort of, and it's more of an outlying area of uh, beyond Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. I'm not totally shocked at that, and that's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. But more power to him. Good luck, uh, etc. But of course, the big news, and you might want to perk up for this one. I'm perked. Brian Erlacher has hair. Right, I've seen that. I know. Threw me I'll, off the first time. Who I'll is that? I'll put a link on this from the from the New York Daily News. From this is from a few, a few weeks ago, but I saw that apparently he started. They they're calling it like a full head of hair, and I'm like, it's just growing in. It's not like I just was like, get a haircut, you hippie. It's not you know, it's barely even a buzz cut at this point. It still just started growing in, but they're all like it's luscious mane of hair. I'm like, he's not. Like he looks like Fabio or something now. No. It's, he's not Adam Driver, for God's sake, with his giant <laughs> perfect helmet of hair. He's just, you know, he's, it's just going in. Let's see what happens with it, you know? We're Give not going to see him on the front of romance novels with, with that hair, is what that was you're saying? Well, I don't know. You never know what kind of – there could be some weird football football slash fic or something out there. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But, XNFL uh, players. Yeah, exactly. But, mm. well, but he's great. worn it. My old yeah, stomping ground, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, yeah, but I guess he apparently he got a hair transplant surgery earlier. He did last year. Oh, sometime. Okay, and so that's yeah. But I well, you know, and sometimes that can happen. But he uh, 
But it basically, the way it happened was he, it, the, I guess the implant surgery he had, he could still shave it bald and it wouldn't oh. have repercussions. Like if it didn't work out or anything, so there's no scars or anything. It all apparently looks really natural, but Fantastic. whatever. So we'll have the, we'll have the link for the article in the show notes. Cause it's kind of interesting to see that, see the picture. And it's like, he's got a full head of hair. I'm like, no, he doesn't, mm. <laughs> but he'll get there. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. And I can only imagine that <laughs> hair plant trans, uh, uh, technology, hair plant technology has, evolved dramatically well like, sure because years, you know because much like a much like much like erectile dysfunction exactly. this is one of the most important health issues of the day mm-hmm. right so I, I would agree <laughs> with that <laughs> i mean never mind you know birth control or nah. women's breast cancer blah nah. blah whatever nah. yeah we must fix men's penises and their hair yes Yes, now all we need is hair replacement for the pubes. Ah, almost went explicit there, but not quite. <laughs> I know, you almost owed a dollar to the swear jar. Ooh, yeah, that was uh, that was that was really close. Mm-mm. Yeah, okay, so and now we'll finish on a dirty word. We're going to finish on a down note. Okay. Obituary time. Oh, come on. Sorry. This one is, a lot of people don't necessarily know his name. Uh, specifically uh, a gentleman by the name of Brian Bedford hmm. who passed away earlier this month. It kind of got over, over uh, kind of got eclipsed by um, another British actor. Um, uh, rhymes with Fallon Dickman, you know? mm. but, and David kind of got overlapped by, by a couple of his fellow Brits mm. passing away. But Brian Bedford is not a name. A lot of people know because his whole career as an actor was in the theater. Oh, and so he worked on Broadway a lot and he did a lot of classical uh, stuff. And he basically was one of those guys who worked at like the Stratford Shakespeare Festival in Ontario Mm. for nearly 40 years. Mm. I mean, he was there, played like everything in the canon at some point, I'm sure, Mm. Uh, things like that. But he passed away at age 80. Mm, That's a good life. Apparently. Yeah, no. And apparently he also had cancer. Oh, so <laughs> so much cancer in the news Jan- these days, right? January is just not a good month for cancer, apparently. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of all of the... Almost all the deaths, celebrity. all the celebrity yeah. deaths this month have been from cancer, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bowie had it, Rickman had it, oh. Bedford had it, uh, the guy from Mott the Hoople that was Bowie's drummer had it. Lemmy? Uh, yeah, no, not Lem- no, well, no, not yeah. Lemmy. I'm oh, saying Lemmy in addition to yeah, Lemmy, Lemmy, from, Lemmy Motorhead. from Motorhead also uh-huh. had cancer. Yes. I mean, yeah, it was. It's pretty much straight across the board. It's been cancer, you know. But uh, mm. which is weird because oddly enough, usually death is the number one killer of people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to pick up somewhere. But yeah, okay. So, but he had a really good life, and I I yeah. honor that. It just his resume is insane. Yeah, to look at as well, and he's one of those guys. It's just like again because he didn't do a lot of on camera work. Not a lot of people recognize him. At all. I don't know if he actually ever did any on camera work, mm. but a lot of, not a lot of those people know him just for that reason. A lot of theater, I think, I think theater circles know know him, and mm-hmm. especially in classical theater, they all know who he is. They may not have ever worked with him, but mm-hmm. who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, good for him. Rest in peace. Good for him. Our Go to that great yeah. stage in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, well, our thoughts and prayers are you know, yes. with the family, of course. Yes, of course, always. And uh, okay, so that was it for Brian's in the news this week. Yay! Yay! 
So we decided to do something a little different for the interview this episode. Um, because mostly because we don't have a guest lined up this episode. Uh, one of our previous guests, we had some technical issues, things like that. So we decided to take a little different track and it's just going to be Brian and I yep. interviewing each other ish. We are. Okay. Um, well, not really, but I mean, we're gonna, this is, uh, to be fair warning, um, we will be talking about Star Wars, The Force Awakens. It has now been out for about five or six weeks. Uh, so if you haven't seen it already, A, shame on you. If it's for you, you've been wanting to see it, you're almost too late. Go see it in the theater. Go I strongly it. encourage it. Because there's only 10 people left on the planet that have yes. not seen this movie. <laughs> exactly. So in lieu of my usual ditty singing into the interview, we're going to sound a spoiler horn, a topic-appropriate spoiler horn. From there, you will be able to, if you if you don't want to hear the spoilers, A, why are you listening to this episode? Yeah. And B, uh, we will have some stuff at the end if, you, if you're one of those people who just wants to listen to the other stuff. And you can fast forward to one hour. 24 minutes and 37 seconds. And we will be done with that portion of the interview, and you can just pick up right where we left off. All right? Sound good? Righto. All right. Spoiler horn incoming. Okay. Good. Now that all the people who've decided to skip this portion are gone, oh my God, it's such an awesome movie. Right? (laughs) Yeah. How many? Okay, let's just put it on the table. Okay. How many times have you seen the movie? I have seen the movie in the theater. I have seen the movie four times now. Where else can you see it? What do you mean in in my head? It is burned into my brain. I got it. It has haunted my dreams several nights over the last two weeks, where I have not slept because it's been playing in my head. Whoa. Um. Yeah, it's a little crazy, but it. I, I. And I'm hoping that. I, I, I suspect that time will temper this a little bit as well, much as much as it has for my opinion of the of the Phantom Menace, uh-huh. uh, but in a better way. Not you know temper it, but it's be like not so. Uh, 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 but it's right. more of like this is a good movie in the canon, right? And it and it you know because it kind of kickstart because it's the first real good movie in thirty years, yeah. But it's the first Star Wars movie in fifteen years, or no, about decade, more like twelve. I think it's like twelve years. I think something like that since because episode three came out in 2003. So yeah, it's been like 12 years. So yeah, Yeah. that's, uh, and it's interesting now, especially, I think, I I think what we wanted to do was kind of focus this a little bit um, specifically, but I'm curious about you. I never, I don't know that we got your whole kind of hot take on the film because you've just seen it once. I've seen it once. You've only seen it once. So I what saw did, what it was... like a normal person. I saw, <laughs> I saw it once. <laughs> Fine, whatever. So, I was sure like, you, that's sure, cool. Yeah, act like you have a life, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine for you. No. Nah. But um, no, what, what was your impression? Having seen it on you know, that first time. Well, here's how. Here, first of all, let me back up for a second. Before we went to go see the movie, we decided to watch the other Star Wars movies in the machete order. We've talked about this, I think. Right. Yes. And I'll have a link in the show notes for yep. that as well. So just real quick, the machete order is episode four, then episode five. Episode one is optional with a strong encouragement to skip. <laughs> uh, then episode two and three, then you see six and then seven. And so what yeah. the beauty of that is that you get all the cliffhangers 
and you get a nice little flashback. You make you make yourself a flashback by going from episode five to back to episode two. Because once you find out that Darth Vader is Luke's father, you know that's pretty much the end of the movie. And then you flash back and and you watch Anakin Skywalker's, you know, rise to fame. And so that was pretty cool. So that was cr- Christmas Eve. We watched episode uh, six. You know, uh, the Return of the Jedi. And then the, at home, so I had I purchased these from Amazon. I I, I did the digital sure um, buy all six episodes for eighty bucks or the something. The bundle, what, yeah, the bundle, yeah. whatever it was. And uh, beautiful streaming. It, it's all the newer versions. Everything. It's the newest right, versions yeah. of everything. Right. The George Lucas mutated versions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and those uh, those in themselves were pretty cool because uh, my so was my wife and I. And she had only seen or and or remembered snippets of episode of episode four because she sure. saw it in the theater when she was I don't know nine years old, okay, you know, nine or ten, uh, and so she never revisited after that. And so I had actually talked her into watching episode four with me because I said I'm going to watch all these. You know, you don't really necessarily have to rewatch them all. You can enjoy episode seven on its own. It was it was worth watching the original trilogy. Like you didn't even need to watch the prequels at all, frankly, and because there's no mention of them at all. No, but it's interesting. So. It's kind of like uh, it, it's kind of like The Godfather, right? Have yeah. you ever seen the? Um, I think t- was it TBS or FX? Somebody, one of the state, I forget. One of the stations did a nine-hour movie of the Godfather and they had spliced it up in such a way that it was in chronological order. That was actually, that came out, that was a long time ago yeah. that somebody did that. I don't remember what kind of, I saw it on VHS. Yeah. Cause I rented that from the library when they called it the Godfather saga, where it was yeah. Godfather part one and two. Right. And what they did was they put everything in chronological order. Right. It just made it one for some insane reason, have not watched the Godfather movies. Part two cuts back and forth between present day mm-hmm. and the past, where mm-hmm. it's showing Vito Corleone, who Marlon Brando played in the first movie. It shows kind of his rise to power. He kind of like him emigrating to America and coming to his, coming into his right, becoming a made man. I don't know what yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but it parallels Michael's um, troubles and the things that he's going through in the present time of the film, which is like the late fifties, I think mm-hmm. like 57, mm-hmm. 58, 59. Mm-hmm. I actually watch it. I actually was just watching the Godfather this last week. Cause I bought it on iTunes yeah. um, over Christmas. Cause they had it on sale for like 20 bucks. I'm like, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I noticed that I actually preferred those movies separated because the way they, yeah. they, they, they originally tell the story, especially in right. part two, Right. Like those parallels play really well off each other. And I think it yeah. works better right. that way than watching it chronologically. Right. I feel the same way with the Star Wars saga. You know, sure, you can watch it version one, two, you know, I mean, episode one, two, three, four, five, in chron- you know, in the, yeah. in the episode in no, in numerical, numerical order. order yeah. But it, you don't get any cliffhangers. There's none of that. I mean, because remember yeah. when you were a kid and you saw The Empire Strikes Back and you know, I am your father. You know, or, or it was, it's like this: I am your father. You know, this sort of thing, and uh, and then the whole audience was there was just this massive gasp. <gasps> you know, and then we had to wait, right? We had to wait a couple of years for the Return of the Jedi. I didn't actually out. see it. The first, I did not. I, I, the only one I of the original trilogy I saw in the theater was Jedi. Oh, 
Um, I saw Empire Strikes Back, I think, on TV. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, back in the day, that's just, we didn't right. go to the movies all oh, the time. Right. I, right. Well, and I was only, I mean, when Empire came out, I think I was only like six. Mm. So, you know, wow. I was a little, I was I was a little younger than that, despite the fact that I saw the black hole when I was like four. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> the black hole and Bob. With the yeah, oh yes. <laughs> anyway, we're getting way off topic okay, here. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, anyway, so okay, so, Wars, so, so you so, like so you like the Force Awakens? Yes, I we so we saw them. So we were pumped. We like we were educated. We were up on all of our Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We saw Episode Six, Christmas Eve morning, Christmas mm-hmm. Eve evening. Uh, we went to the theater, and okay. there was probably like ten people in the theater. It was wow! It was wonderful. Nice. And it's one of these cinema. I don't know if you've done this yet, but it's one of these Cinemark theaters where they have the big leather reclining, you know, comfy chairs that it's assigned seating, and they, yes, and it's it's amazing. Just the amazing. Uh, the AMC that I go to does does that in all their theaters. Yeah, and yeah. and stuff, and then the 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 Harkins chain, which is kind of centralized in Arizona. Yeah. But the, the Cine Capri version that they have, which is the premium large format theater has the same seats that recline. The thing I have is they're just, they're just narrow enough that when I sit in them, like my, 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 my thick ass thighs, my, my, my wallet's bulging out or something and it rests right on that button. So I sit down and immediately it's like, (laughs) like I start reclining and I don't mean to. It's kind of annoying. I um, found that button by accident. I was looking around, and I was like, I wonder if these things recline because they had enough room. Well, that's what happened to me the first time. Was <laughs> it was well because the first time I went to the theater, I sat down and my 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 like my keys or something triggered the button. I'm like, well, what the what? what oh, okay, where's oh, that's What's where the button is. Yeah. All right. I thought it would be like on the front or something. You know, someplace a little right. more accessible. But but so no, my, of course the no. seats aren't built for built for the wider load. I guess. Wow. But. Well, so our so we were ready to go. Uh, my wife was into it. She was like, "Episode four, yeah, I'll watch the next one with you. Yeah, I'll watch the next." And it kept. And then we just what we skipped one, uh, and then good we call. Got to, yeah, uh, it, it, it was really funny because when we were, when we were watching episode two, Jar Jar has a little bit of a role in the beginning of the movie. And she goes, "Oh God, is that the Jar Jar Binks that everybody hates?" And I was like, "Yes." So even she knew about it, and, she, yeah. and I said, "That's most of episode one." And she goes, "Oh, I'm glad we're skipping it." <laughs> she couldn't take it. Um, so we were we were up on our Star Wars. The movie started, and we saw it in 3D. We didn't see it in the crazy Dolby. What's it called? Dolby Atmos. X- yeah, Dolby Atmos. Atmos Digital. Whoa! Oh, you. I do you have to out. check that you out though, out. because yeah. that I was reading up on that Atmos, and that was that, that's what happened the last time. This last time I went to go see it, I, I wanted to go see it in the Cine Capri again. They bumped it for Ride Along Two. What? Yes, I hate them so much. Oh. <laughs> that's not even a movie that deserves the Cine Capri, like the premium no. large format treatment. I don't understand that. But it's crazy. For what I was reading up, not on that that's it, a bad like, movie. I don't know. I haven't seen it. To be fair, I, but still, I, uh, whatever. But the sound, appreciate the sound. Yeah, exactly. kneel to the sound. Dang. But the oh, uh, yeah. but it's like it's like three D audio. If they can pinpoint where to put the sound in the theater based on, they just have speakers all around the theater. Yeah, on yeah, the exactly. ceiling, on the on the walls, in the back, uh-huh, uh-huh. in the front, yeah. it's crazy. Well, last go- time I went, it had it had regular audio. It was interesting. This last time I went and saw it last weekend, and there were a few times where 
there was noise coming from a speaker behind me. I literally turned around because I thought somebody was doing something behind me in the theater. Cause there were only like 10 people in the theater this last time. Yeah. Um, but no, I turn around, I'm like, what? Oh, and then I realized it was coming from the movie. I'm oh. like, Oh God. Okay. <laughs> it, it was, was Dolby. Weird. It was just well, Dolby technology. Message. It was Dolby digital, but it wasn't really, I don't know if the, the, the sound mix was bad in that theater just cause of the shape of it or yeah. it just didn't really, it felt really out of kind of yeah. jarred. Yeah. Kind of jarred the moment a little bit. But there's there's dozens and dozens of speakers all around. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. But we didn't see it in that. We just saw it in the regular old 3D with whatever mm -hmm. digital crazy audio they had. And it was just, you know how you feast with your eyes first? Yes. (laughs) You know, it was just the movie was just aesthetically fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we went into it like, mm, you know, J.J. Abrams, okay, what's he going to do with it? I mean, because, you know, everybody has seen the trailers and things sure like that. so we kind of knew what to expect cinematography wise but i loved it i um it was overwhelming at first there was a lot there's a lot to take in which i that you know i understand why people see it two or three times because you you miss a lot when you're that overwhelmed with excitement it was like this is fantastic it's got a great storyline everything tied in my wife understood it <laughs> you know, like she was like, oh, that's the Imperial, whatever. That's the Imperial cruiser. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, but a lot of, a lot of unanswered questions. Yes. And, and that brings us to the real brunt of our conversation here. Way to segue. Thank you. Uh, but it basically, we wanted to talk about some of it is the, the unanswered questions left over from the thing, but we also wanted to collect some of the, yeah. theories that have been posited on the internet about yes. the force awakens since the movie has been released. Right. Some of it, some of my list at least definitely comes from a few of them are from before the film was actually released and have since been debunked, but I thought they were fun to talk about anyway, just because they're, they're a little silly and it's like, oh, all right. Um, but I don't know. Uh, how do we want to proceed? Do you want to, Ask well, we, your the, questions first, or we want to go back and forth, or we want because we got a lot to cover. And there's a lot we could talk yeah. about characters that we don't know. They just kind of okay. appeared. Well, here's okay. Well, then then let's let's take the big one first. Yeah, and that's Ray. Yeah, played incredibly well by Daisy Ridley in her first major feature film role, which right. is right. Right, uh, <laughs> drives that me crazy. was just that was score high five her. Yeah, oh yeah, no, oh my god. They did not pay her enough for that movie. Um, I think she made a couple hundred grand, which is not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's nice money if you can get it. But still, I think, yeah, she did not make enough money for that. Right. But uh, there's also – there. I found online there's a short that really? she did prior to The Force Awakens. that w- It was done as part of like a 48-hour film challenge. Yeah. Oh, kind of thing. And it's amazing. Like yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, she's, it's like, it's like basically a two person scene. It's her and this other, this other actor. And it was really well done. And I was like, Holy crap. It's, yeah. it's cool. It's, it's also in the sci-fi genre a little bit, but it's, it's weird. It's, it's definitely, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, so that they can, so that folks can see it. I don't want to give anything away because it, the idea is it's meant to be a, have have kind of a surprise ending and right, 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 things like that. But it's like five minutes, five minutes out of your day. Yeah, strongly recommend checking it out. Yeah. Um. So a lot of the speculation has mainly just become who the heck is Ray and Where did she come from a lot of it. Well, a lot of it comes. Well, she comes from Jakku. No. Um. 
Well, for those first, who, right. For those, again, for those, okay. So for those who haven't seen the movie, but we're stupid enough to get past the spoiler horde and listen to this anyway. Right. I don't feel bad. Um, I don't <laughs> feel bad talk. either. Well, no, Ray starts the movie on Jakku and you see that in the first full length trailer, not the teaser that featured Finn and a couple other thing with the millennium Falcon flying, but you right. see her on this, on her little, on her speeder, which is awesome. Wait, do you first uh, see her on her speeder or do you see her pilfering? Well, you see, well, uh, she's on Jakku. I was just trying to oh, set I the see. scene. Right, in the right, trailer, right. you see her on the speeder. Oh, oh yeah, you're right, 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 in the trailer. But, right. um, yeah, she's basically like a scavenger on yeah. Jakku. Right. Because they don't want to use Tatooine again, yet again, I guess, to start off a trilogy of movies. No. Um, but, and, and for those who, you can go to Wikipedia and find out the history of the planet Jakku. There was a... You saw, obviously, for those who saw the trailers, you, you know the big skeleton of the Star Destroyer and things yeah. like that. There was a huge battle that happened. Yeah. And according to the Star Wars canon, it actually happened not long after the battle for Endor. Mm-hmm. But that was the fight. Jakku was the fight that actually ended the war. Mm-hmm. Now, now wait. Would we yes. be able to read up on this in novels or something? Like how? Would, yes, there are. How do people even know this? There were a series of novels that that Disney released this year called Journey to the Force Awakens. Uh, and there were novels, there were comic books, there was a whole bunch of stuff, young adult and adult alike. There were a whole series of novels. But the Wikipedia, which is kind of the Star Wars wiki site, has references to everything, like explains all of this stuff. Uh, and they still have the Legends universe, which is the no longer canon expanded EU in there as well. Got it. Um which is interesting because a lot of some of the stuff that happened in the force awakens is kind of directly ripped from the EU. Mm. And it's like, Oh, you bastards. Mm. <laughs> now I see why you didn't want to go canon. You got crib for free. Mm. Um, and so, and part of that was the idea of Kylo Ren, which is because in the, in the, the expanded universe novels, Han and Leia have twins mm. and one of them goes dark side and becomes a dark Lord of the Sith. Yep. And just in that same style, but he's kind of tormented about it a little bit. And that kind of leads to one of our first rumors. One of the, one of the first theories we have is, and that's that Ray is also Han and Leia's child Mm. and that she and Kylo Ren are siblings. Mm -hmm. The theory goes basically a lot of it is based primarily on the fact that a lot of people just took this based on the one scene at the end of the movie when they return to the resistance base yeah. After Han Solo dies at the end, after they win, yeah. and Leia comes up and hugs her, and it's yes. like uh, that's it's like that's an absurdly long hug for two people who who just met, and I'm just like, oh. guys, no, you don't. I, this is this is one of those cases where I think it's there's two things there's two problems I have with this theory. For, and some of it stems from the people also believe it's a, as a side theory that Ray is a survivor of the Jedi massacre on wherever, wherever Luke was training up the new generation of Jedi. Right. Before Kylo, before, before spoiler alert, Ben Solo went bad and became Kylo Ren Mm -hmm. and killed everybody. Yeah. Supposedly, supposedly Ray is a survivor. And so if he, if she is Kylo Ren's sister, supposedly he left her alive because he hadn't quite gone full dark side yet. Uh, He just couldn't bring himself to kill his own sister. He's got no problem fighting his uncle, but you know, his sister. No, we can't right. have that. Or killing his dad. Or or kill. Well, <laughs> that, no. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, All right. 
Right. Because there are some theories around that too, which make it really, which are kind of interesting. Mm. Um, I don't believe them, but they're, it's, you know, they're still interesting theories to talk about. Right. And so, and so the idea is that Ray, I don't, I don't believe this theory is true mainly because Han and Leia, first of all, would recognize their own child. Even if it has been however many years she's been stranded on Jakku by whoever stranded her there. And that's a whole other, right. that that's part of why these theories are bounding. Cause you never see who left her behind. Right. You never see some people have speculated, like who was that, that she was left with. And it was obvious. It was on Plutt, the big fat guy, the, that she sells her salvage to. Oh yeah. Because the hand and you hear the voice and it's like, well, it's obviously him. People, if you pay attention, <laughs> you know it's him. And it's fine. Right, right. Who like so? Who left her with Ankar Plutt and why? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's kind of odd. And there's another theory just based on that, which actually I also really like. But well, yeah. So and so this idea that they would just abandon her on Jakku and not recognize, like Han wouldn't recognize her. I'm like Leia definitely wouldn't recognize her. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Plus the difference in age between Kylo Ren and Rey given the, the series supposedly Kylo is a lot closer to 30. Like he was born shortly after the events of return of the Jedi. I see. Uh, we supposedly got married and I don't know the exact dates um, on that, but it's like 30 years since the end of Jedi when the force awakens happens. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some time in there for him to grow up and be go. Supposedly he went all dark side, but, it, and even after that event, it's still been well over a decade since like Luke disappeared and, and all this stuff, like he's been gone for a long time, right? And at the and and Ray is only supposed to be about like eighteen or nineteen. So okay. I don't know because she would have been pretty young. And these are twins, like like uh, well, no, they didn't Leia say no, twins. no, no, no. It's not that they're twins; they're siblings. They're siblings, okay. Because, and that's why, because of the age difference, they can't be twins. There's just no, 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 no way. No, no. Um, but, but I, I, I can't believe, first of all, Leia, who is also force sensitive, even though she's not a Jedi and like, she doesn't use her powers for that. She can still feel shit in the force, mm. uh, as evidenced by when Han dies and, and Ben slash Kylo goes full dark side and she can feel that. That's like that whole point where she's sitting on the bench, yeah. which is obviously shot for dramatic effect, but it's, you know, it's like, Ooh, yeah. I was like, yes. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I'm surprised nobody reacted that way when five planets of the Republic were blown up right. <laughs> and killed millions and billions of people in one shot. And it's like, oh, hello. Uh, but, you know, that's, uh, eh. <laughs> that's okay. Mm. It's the force. Who knows? <laughs> right. Wizards. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't necessarily believe that story that she is a solo. Yeah. Mainly because that, like Han didn't recognize her, Leia didn't rec- doesn't recognize her at all, yeah. and the fact that they would hide that, even if they did recognize her, right, would be like they would lie to her and not say anything. It's like eh, I don't really buy right. that either at all, right? Um, Han kind of cozied up to her because he liked her mechanical skill and the fact that she knows the Falcon, and that's sort of he. I think that that made sense really, like his action with that made perfect sense. Because he realizes she knows the mechanics of the Falcon better than he does. Yeah. He doesn't know how, but it's like, yeah, she's really good with this stuff. <laughs> we'll let her fix the ship and then Chewie and I can go off and have fun. Right. Um, we can break it. She can fix it. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> which I think they've needed really because he can't, he obviously can't do everything anymore. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't like the idea that she's a solo. 
I think, and there are some other interesting ones. So I'll go to the other side of that, which is that she, you know, and this is the popular theory. And one that may actually pan out to be true is that she's a Skywalker. Yeah. And that specifically she's Luke's daughter. Mm. Um, I'm not a fan of this. I hope it doesn't go this way. Mainly because we don't really want to fall into the I am your father trap. Right. Of the of the original trilogy. I think they just I think they need to she doesn't fit that mold. She doesn't really look like him. She doesn't I I yeah, I don't see it. I don't know. Right. I mean it's it it's it it could be, you know, whether it's Luke and some random woman or Luke and and I'll come back to that second one in a minute. But <laughs> It's it's kind of this idea like we're looking a random woman, you know, we never see some of that stuff. Like I just don't see it. Like I don't know no. when Luke would have done it specifically. Right. If Luke married another Jedi or so I mean that's it's certainly feasible though. I mean right. that's the most feasible theory right. that's out there and that's fine. Right. right. I just don't want it to happen cuz I no. just feel like that's copping way to it's such a cop out to turn it out that way. Especially when the goal of Disney taking over the franchise and kind of relaunching these movies is that the universe is bigger than this one freaking family. Yeah, right. Because in in articles prior to the movie coming out, when George Lucas is kind of throwing shade on Disney's whole approach, his whole thing has been it's this soap opera about this one family. And that's not the way everybody else in the world sees it. Yeah. But him, you know, so it's like Disney like, no, we're going to take it in another direction. And I'm like hopefully a good one. Yeah. You know, and I hope that they, they take it that way. And this would be one of those ways to do that, that she's not a Skywalker, mm. but if she is, it's like, well, who's the mother? Right. So is it some random woman? Is it another force sensitive person that she met? Cause she's out. Ray is obviously very powerful. Right. In the force. Yeah. And so I don't know. One interesting theory that I read, and I don't know if this is, I, it plays in like the logic of a lot of these series makes makes some degree of sense is that actually her mother is actually Captain Phasma. Oh, I know. Right. It was somebody broached it recently. First off, it's hard to tell because we, we never see Phasma's face uh -huh. at all during the first, because in episode seven, she never takes her freaking helmet off. Mm. I really, I don't know why. I think it would have been interesting if, if like when they jumped her on Starkiller base, to get her to take the shields down and like Finn's all yelling at her and stuff. If they had taken the helmet off then, I don't know why they left the helmet on. I think that's, mm -hmm. I think that's going to play into the, into episode eight and nine mm -hmm. in some way. Cause she's not, she's not a bounty hunter. I mean, she's not Boba Fett. No, she is, she's a first order soldier. And I'm kind of curious about some of that. And the, the reason this theory kind of came up is first of all, we know very little about her. Specifically, they think that she didn't join the First Order until after the fall of the Jedi, yeah. essentially. And she may have hooked up with Luke at some point, hmm. but that she was the one who actually left Rey on Jakku. Oh. And the main reason is because the ship that in the Force Vision that she's having where she where she's crying on the little hers crying on the planet as the ship takes off, the ship is of a First Order style design. Oh. And so it's a question of whether, you know, Skywalker is the dad or some, you know, some other force sensitive or something that she was left on Jakku to hide her from whatever. I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't buy that mainly because, A, because we don't know so much. We know very little about Phasma. But, B, she seems to buy into the whole First Order thing. Mm. 
and destroying the Jedi's kind of, although that's kind of a Kylo Ren personal thing. Mm. She's on board with a lot of that, with the, with a lot of the killing and destroying all the Jedi to prevent them from just ruining their plans. She doesn't strike me as a very nice person. So I just, I feel like that's probably not the case either, but that is like my second favorite theory regarding Ray's parentage. Mm. Should I go on? I don't know. I could go on. Well, there was another one. Somebody also had said, like, is is she a Kenobi? Yes. That is actually my favorite theory regarding her parentage. And that is she is Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Yes, has to be granddaughter. Of course, yes. And right, because- well, there's a there's a side theory on this. I'll take you. Know, they, they quickly got debunked because it makes no sense chronologically. But but the idea is that it, it was basically based on the fact that Obi Wan was left alone for a long time between Episode three and four. Yep. In exile, we don't know what the hell he actually did during all that time, and he was still no. a really relatively young man. Yes. So. And part of the argument in favor of this is the fact that they're talking about, well, you know, Jedi don't do that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, it doesn't say anywhere in the Jedi code that they can't have sex. It only says they cannot form attachments. Oh. Because the Jedi, the idea is they're supposed to be like, almost like samurai in that way, in the way that Lucas kind of ripped off um, classic kind of Kurosawa movies and things like that. That idea that, you know, they have no... And romantic or emotional entanglements to keep them pure and ready for the fight. Hmm. And so the idea that, and, and so the idea is basically, well, the Jedi are gone. He doesn't really have to adhere to the code anymore kind of thing. So he may have fallen for somebody. Right. My, uh, my addition to that would be, you don't know what he was doing during uh, between episodes two and three or thing. I mean, he was off fighting the clone wars, but it doesn't really mean he was there all, he must've had downtime. Right. You know, some, you know, things like that. The other interesting thing that leads to that is the contents of Ray's force vision. Yes. And the fact that Kenobi's voice is in there at all. Because mm-hmm. if you notice, they both talk with an accent, mm-hmm. with a British accent, which is rare among the good guys. Right. Because usually that's all the Empire. That's usually in the original trilogy. That's how you told the good guys and the bad guys apart was the bad guys all spoke with a British accent. Right. Um, Except and for so, Kenobi. Yeah, except for Kenobi, which, mm. you know, which I understand why in the original, like, you're not going to get Alec Guinness to take on an American accent. That's just not happening. No. But the idea is now, so that she has that accent too. So I was like, well, she made, she probably picked it up from her mother, whoever she was. Mm. Um, and so, but also the idea that like his, that his, like Kenobi's experiences come up in the force vision as well speak to the fact that he actually possessed that lightsaber longer than either Anakin or Luke. Mm. And here's the reason why Luke only had it for about three years before he got his hand cut off in cloud city. Right. From the time that Obi-Wan gave it to him. Right. And that lightsaber fell down that with his hand. That's a whole other, cause that yeah. gets into the whole, how did Maz Kanata get a hold of the lightsaber? Right. How'd you get that? Thing? Um, Where'd she come from? But it's interesting to note that Anakin also only had that lightsaber for about three years. Yeah. Because it's not his first. It is his second one that he built. Because he lost his on Geonosis when it got, like, cut in half by the thing in episode two. Like, when they got the machine and, like, his arms stuck in there. 
and then it comes loose and he gets up there and it's just like sparks and stuff. And he's like, Obi-Wan's going to kill me. Yeah. It basically, yeah. and it, that may not even have been his second one. That may have been his, you know, his third one, who knows, mm-hmm. but he built that last one between episodes two and three sometime during the clone wars. Cause then it got taken away from him by Obi-Wan after the fight on Mustafar when he's burning up in the lava. Um, and so it's interesting, like neither, although he did a lot of stuff wielding that lightsaber, Obi-Wan is the one who actually owned it the longest, almost 20 years. Yeah. It was in his possession. Yeah. So it's, I'm curious about what the contents of the force vision mean. What right. is that? And so that's kind of my theory. That's kind of what intrigues me about her being a Kenobi. Right. In that way, maybe her mother wasn't as force sensitive or maybe she wasn't as into, you know, maybe she just didn't do stuff like the way um, Kane and Jarrus in rebels, the, the, the new, the, the cartoon series, basically he, he was a Jedi and then he wasn't for a long time. So he got kind of rusty with his force powers. Right. And basically was able to hide himself by, by not using his powers until circumstance kind of forced him back into the situation. Um, more on that later too. (laughs) It's all connected. Uh, so, that also leads to this weird side theory around that got quickly debunked was that Ray th- was this interesting idea that Ray is both a Kenobi and a Skywalker. Well, because, and here's the argument for this theory, which is it's the idea that she is Luke's daughter and Obi-Wan's granddaughter. And the theory goes that Luke and this is why this doesn't work, because it's the only time really that Luke supposedly had time to hook up with anybody was if you just follow the events of the movie was before, you know, all the crap on episode four happened when right. he's just living on Tatooine and is a horny right. teenager right. hanging out in Tashi Station looking for power converters. And we all know what that means, kids. But yeah, but the idea they think that he hooked up with this girl who may have been unknowingly may have been Obi-Wan's daughter. Ooh. But that yeah. doesn't make sense chronologically because well, what for them 16, to have had a, well, that's the thing for her for them to have had a child. Ray would have then had to have been in her forties by the time Episode Seven happened, right? And that's the thing. So maybe something after Episode Six, like let's say sixteen years after Episode, like six. if they reconnected or something. Yeah, and that but that leads to so yeah, that's, that's what, that theory is still possible, but it's not very likely because. Oh. Cosmically, like, what the hell are the odds of that? You know, but you know, you could chalk it up to the force. You could do whatever. But I, I just, I, that's a weird. That's a, that's a really kind of out there theory. Admittedly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not as out there as a couple of the other ones I found. Mm. <laughs> and um, we can get into that a little bit. Here's here's a really crazy one. This these are a couple that I really like, which is Ray is the, is Ray that Ray is who she is now. It's not who she is now. It's who she will have become oh. in the past. Uh-huh. And this theory is based on the fact that Daisy Ridley, the actress, bears a passing resemblance to Pernilla August, who in the prequels played Shmi Skywalker. Oh. So the theory, this, this fan theory presented, argues that at some point toward the end of the trilogy or something, she will actually travel back in time. And end up in Tatooine prior to the events of the prequel trilogy to give birth to Anakin. Okay. So she's not related to, like, she's not, she is a Skywalker, just not yet. Mm. 
So it's kind of this idea. It's, it's And part of this was only loosely based on the fact that episode eight writer director Ryan Johnson once did a time travel movie called Looper, which was fantastic. Uh, I highly recommend it. I'll put a link, try to find a link to it somewhere in the show notes. So okay. if, you, if you get a chance to watch it, I have, it's, it's mind numbingly weird. But I was like, you know, that's, that's not the only movie he's ever made, guys. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just because it's the most recent one that people remember was Looper. It's like, it must, now that he's doing episode eight, it must involve time travel. I'm like, no, this is not, this is not how directors work. <laughs> yeah, no. Not all of his shows are going to be about time travel, you know? So I just, I, yeah, I don't buy that one really because it's, it's very, very thin ice. It's just like the the theory, what is it? Oh, yeah, this is the other one that came up. This came up like the last week or so I read this one. That, in fact, Ray is, Ray is in fact, Anakin Skywalker. Oh. Uh, no, let, let me. Okay, okay, go. She is reincarnated. She is his reincarnation. He mm. actually did find a way to cheat death using oh. the Force, which which even Palpatine was unable to do because mm-hmm. he said, that's the thing. He said, Darth Plagueis learned how to do it. He said he would teach Vader how to do it. But then as soon as Vader killed everybody and went dark side, he even said, okay, I don't actually know how to save people from death, but we'll find it together. I promise, mm. you know, just to keep him on the, the, after he kills Mace Windu out the window, kind of like, whoops. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll find the answer. Don't worry about it. Right. Right. You know, so I would, I think I would instantly be like, you lied to me and just, you know, try to die, you know, die trying to ch- cut him down. Mm. But, um, it's interesting to me that he was like, dude, he's totally foolish. You know, yeah, he's totally full of bunk, man. You gotta, you gotta it's a little crazy, but uh, yeah. And this segues nicely into our next theory that's not Ray related. We'll come back to Ray. Okay, I'm not quite done with all the Ray theories. I know there's a lot out there, isn't it? We may have to like span this podcast into a few different episodes. That's why I'm trying to go fast so we can get through this. <laughs> well, because most of these theories are crap anyway. So, well, this this is also then. If you remember in episode three with the funky squid opera that was going on. No, I'm sorry. It was actually a ballet called Squid Lake. Wikipedia, look it up. Seriously. <laughs> um, when when Palpatine is talking to Anakin about Darth Plagueis the Wise, and he's obviously talking about the Sith who trained him about cheating death. One of the theories that despite all of the denials, the one of the current theories that has not died yet is that Darth Plagueis is actually Supreme Leader Snoke. Oh, yeah. And that he did find a way to actually cheat death without telling Sidious. Like, oops. (laughs) Surprise, I'm alive. But the idea is that supposedly he came back to life. Like, he survived. He sort of survived the attempt on his life Mm. and spent all of those years kind of behind the scenes waiting for his former apprentice to fail. Oh. And then stepped into the void when he did. Right. Um, so that's a possibility. Either that or like when the Empire, because what happens after the Battle of Jakku in canon was that a lot of the remnants of the Empire left mm. and went out to the Outer Rim to kind of rebuild. And that's what became the First Order. Mm. So they Wait got more fanatical. They got for, and I, I wonder if they stumbled across Snoke. And his dark side sensitivity, even though he is not a Sith, 
They have said explicitly, well, they haven't said explicitly, but he doesn't look like he's a Sith, which I think is interesting. Like they've kind of set him and like Maz Kanata up as like the weird Palpatine Yoda of the, mm. the balance a little bit more. Mm. Neither of them are a Jedi or a Sith, but they both know the force. Now, wait, now here's something. I just thought of this. Let me, can I, I'm going to throw out my own theory here. Okay. Why is it Shoot. the bad guys that are the only ones that uh, can reincarnate? What if she's Kenobi reincarnated? Well, that's a thing. It's a possibility. Like maybe Ben, maybe Obi-Wan already knew this. How to, how to, uh, I don't know. You know, how to I cheat think death. That, you know? Well, I don't think so. I think it, because that's, um, because they said, explicitly in episode three, which makes it kind of, is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi because reincarnate like cheating death. Mm. That's a serious dark side power. Oh, I see. And so it's like, no, you don't want to do that. You know, it's good because I assume my suspicion is when you do that, there are consequences. Right. Um, And in fact, that actually happened in the expanded universe. When Palpatine, after Palpatine was killed by Vader, he didn't actually die. He had a series of clones that he transferred his essence into. Oh. But what happened was that his his dark side entered like his his ability in the force would call like those those clones wouldn't last. Mm. And so that's so he had to keep transferring into new clones until they finally till the Republic to finally destroyed the facility. Right. Um, so there were no more clones and he actually did finally die a final death at some point. Thankfully that's no longer canon cause that's a little crazy balls, right? Crazy balls. Um, so he, uh, so there is that possibility to, I mean, they've touched on it at points, but I think that that's a, like a super dark side power. I don't know that yeah. We're gonna the to, Jedi would necessarily mess more. with that. So I, yeah. I can't, I can see that. I can't see them messing. The Jedi tend to just be force ghosts. Yeah. So they just like to haunt people like Casper. Like, ooh, right. I'm a good Jedi. Don't haunt me. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the um, boss, Luke? It's got to drive them nuts. I'm like, man, I can't touch anything. It's so right. irritating. Can I just throw an orange at oh. you or something? Or you know, so, whatever, you whatever this something. alien orange fruit is. I don't know. But <laughs> um, throw this kiwi at you, whatever. You know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I think that's why. But that's the thing with the light side is they kind of become one with the force. Right. And so they have that ability. I wonder, it would be interesting to see if the force ghosts could team up to actually help channel their own power into another Jedi Mm. to help them fight. Yeah. About that. That would actually be kind of cool to see. And I, I don't think that'll... I don't know. I th- again, Lucas has been throwing shade because he's like, they're going to turn the force into a bunch of gobbledygook. I'm like, it's science fiction. It's already gobbledygook. The force isn't real, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, and that leads to, you know, if you, if you notice in the force awakens, all of these like new abilities that never really like the, like you could hold a blaster bolt in midair kind of, that know. was cool. That I was really say, cool. That was amazing. Like, and this is hanging there. And then they're like walking past it. Like, well, he was not, but he was controlling the blaster bolt and Poe at that point. Cause even Poe right. was like frozen and he couldn't yeah. move. Yeah. And I love that. And it was, but that was, that was Kylo at his full power too, which yeah. I thought yeah. was interesting because everybody talks about like, why couldn't he easily beat, 
you know, Ray and Finn in the fight at the end. It's like, well, he got shot with a bowcaster. Yeah. He's holding, he's trying, he's basically, I'm sure he's probably using the force to hold his insides in right now. Right. Uh, because you saw what it did to the stormtroopers. I was like thrown, ah, you know, he just took right. it and kind of went down on one knee for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, gee, ugh. you know, that's crazy talk. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, the force is mysterious in its ways. But that one, yeah, I just Snoke, Snoke being Darth Plagueis, I don't buy it. I think it's one of supposedly he's brand new. Mm-hmm. And there were early talks that he might be actually they were going to make Snoke like female instead. Oh, so, but supposedly it's been officially denied by J.J. Abrams and Andy Serkis, who actually voiced Snoke, oh. that he is not Darth Plagueis. Okay. However, I invoke the into darkness rule and suggest that they could be lying mm-hmm. because they've done it. J.J. has done it before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't I don't agree with I, I'm going to leave that one open because. I think it's entirely possible. And frankly, I would love it to be Darth Plagueis. I think it would be fantastic. Mm. Um, it'd be an interesting kind of kick in the pants for everybody as a reveal. Right. And sort of be like, oh, wow. You know, like, Whoa. oh, shit, this guy is powerful. <laughs> like, they have no idea mm-hmm. what the dark side can really, really do. You know, yeah. I think that would be amazing. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and it does, it's, it's a lot better than the, 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 theory that snoke is jar jar oh god super secret sith lord can we just get rid of jar jar can we just forget <laughs> that jar jar ever i love that <laughs> i love it for its ridiculousness the idea that jar jar is actually an even more powerful sith lord than palpatine <sighs> was okay and that well some of the argument comes from there's a lot of coincidence that happens around him mm. and they like if you watch episode one like the fight at the end on naboo when he's like He's got the droid accidentally, like the cables wrapped around his leg and like he's kicking it around. It's conveniently shooting all of the guy, the, the droid soldiers marching up to capture him. Oh yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like a whole drunken monkey Kung Fu kind of thing Mm -hmm. going on. Right. And, and the fact that all of his suggestions subtly end up being what happens around people and Mm. some of this. And so it led to this theory that's like, well, maybe he actually is a Sith Lord and one that nobody saw. And he and the Snoke thing is just a projection, right? Because we literally don't know if that's what Snoke actually looks like, right? I mean, he's obviously not forty flipping feet tall. There's probably no way, no. But um, I think that would be cool actually to have a race of giants in Star Wars, right? But I don't think so. And um, but I think it would be neat as like as a very kind of Wizard of Oz sort of thing where he's projecting this weird thing. Maybe that maybe the annoying speech pattern wasn't. Maybe he broke it, broke out of that. Maybe he maybe trained himself not to do it anymore. You know, maybe kind of the way, well, that might be even more racist to do that though. He's <laughs> like, now he's passing, yeah. you yeah. know, and like, Ooh, no, that's well, maybe good. they purposefully made Jar Jar so annoying so that we would want to forget about him. It's the perfect cover. It's the that's perfect. The, it's, it is the absolute, because he becomes so annoying that it becomes forgettable. Leaving him free, him to, yeah. Leaving him free to do what he needs to do. So nobody's looking kinda, at him anymore. They just want him to go away. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's a flip side to that theory, which is that Jar Jar is not a Sith Lord and he's not a Jedi, but he is actually Ray's father. No, <laughs> no. This is actually not Force Awakens related. This is kind of oh, okay, overall okay. story related, which right, is okay, okay. that he is to some extent 
not not he's not a Jedi, but like he can use the Force. Like he is a mm. guardian of the Force itself, mm. and he's manipulating galactic events for the sole purpose of pre- preserving the universe as a whole. Mm. But it didn't make a lot of sense. To it. it was I can't I I'll have to find the link for that and throw it in the show notes. I don't remember where I found that theory. Okay. But it was an interesting logical argument. It's way out there, so it's I, I'm pretty sure it's not true. But it was it was interesting to read. It was definitely an interesting read. Sure. Um, but back to the Force Awakens, so, so we can keep pushing through some of this stuff. Um, okay, so we covered that. We covered that. We covered that. Oh yeah, we forgot the most important part of Rey and her origin story. She's just. The, here's here's the one that I really hope it is that Ray is just some random force sensitive girl who got orphaned on Jakku mm-hmm. and is not related to anybody. Mm. She's just there and kind of got swept up in events, much in the way mm. that w- in the original trilogy, if you, if you did, if you weren't in the original Star Wars, if you weren't thinking about the prequels, the way Luke kind of got swept up in events, like he didn't really yeah. use the force, he didn't right. do any of that stuff, and they didn't say to him, you know. Did you ever think like you were different? Like things just sort of happened very Harry Potter style. Yeah. You know, um, the way it has to be. That's like now that's in every story where things like this, like people have magic like powers. They have to tell them, did you ever feel different? (laughs) You know, feel not as fresh. No. Um, But I mean, that idea that it's like, well, you're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't, Harry. But um, I don't know. I think that that's. I, I like that. I actually, that's, you know, in terms of just being a story, I hope that's what it is. I hope she's just some rando person mm. who happens to have force ability because, again, that will open up the universe to actually creating a new generation of actual characters that aren't Skywalkers and that aren't yeah. Solos and yeah. and can be new people. You know, mm. why can't they just be people who, are for, who, who use the force? Mm. Okay. So that's all my race stuff. <laughs> I do, what do you think about that? You know? That's a lot. It is a lot. It was a ton. And I that's mean, just one character. Yeah. Well, it's also the one that nobody knows anything about. Right. And so that's what makes it interesting. And that's why there's so many yep. theories because also it's obvious that she's the hero of the trilogy. Like that's the one that everybody's focused on is her. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know if that's going to end up being true with episode eight. I'll be interested to see if that's – if they – focus on her and her training or if they actually split off and follow Finn recovering and going off with like Poe Dameron on some bromance road trip or something, you know, to go wearing matching leather jackets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Who knows? Uh, Well, no, because that jacket got shredded on, on, uh, well, Well, yeah, I know. Sliced it up the back. I was like, Ooh, man, that's harsh. (laughs) So how'd he come back from that? I mean, I'm sure they have, Stuff. I'm sure they've got Bacta or whatever they can heal, you know, mm. back crack filler putty or something. <laughs> they can bondo him. They can putty. just they can just use bondo and he can get up and walk away. You know, it's fine. Um, robot repair him somewhere. <laughs> Finn's kind of well, you know, Finn's kind of interesting in a way because it's and Finn is one of the and I I will say this so much when I watch the movie I relate to Finn the most mm. when I watch The Force Awakens, especially when he talks about. Ray, it's like no one's ever looked at me like that before. I'm like, oh, <laughs> mm. he thinks she's cute. <laughs> mm. He's totally, yeah, it's like he's totally infatuated with her. Like, yeah, mm. she smiled at me. I'm totally in love with her now. Mm. Yeah, I can relate. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, 
There is there were a couple of theories um, about Finn that have both been debunked, and that the, regarding his parentage, one of them is that he's Lando Calrissian's kid, mm. which is solely based on the fact that both actors are black. I think yep. it's terribly racist, Incredible. and it and it has been debunked because there were two white actors also in the final running for the role. Mm. Um, Ed Spielers from the Aragon, the aborted Aragon franchise. And uh, Jesse Plemons, who, if you saw Breaking Bad, mm. uh, he was uh, Todd, mm. the the kid at the end who was like helping him out or whatever, and okay. ends up being a neo Nazi. <laughs> oh, crazy! Well. Yeah, he's a really great actor. Like Jesse Plemons is an amazing actor. Um, that, I don't know that that would have been the right role for him anyway. So I think John Boyega was a fantastic casting and absolutely. Um, Finn is in, the other the other interesting theory at first for a while there was that he's Han Solo's kid. Mm. Not with Leia though. This was from because this is and this part this argument some of this is based in canon, current canon, which is in the new Star Wars comic books. This woman surfaced by the name of uh, Sana Staros, mm. claiming to be Han Solo's wife. Right. That they that right. she is his first wife. It turns out really not to be they're not sure if it's true mm. and they never really say for certain whether it's been i mean han is denying it up and down up down and sideways but then the argument happens that finn is the result of those two being together the problem with this theory is that her appearances in the comic book are all between like episode four and five right. so time wise it doesn't really work because no. When the first order came up, he was, well, he was, he was abducted as a baby Uh. or conscripted as a baby and raised in the first order with the brainwashing, all the programming that they did, basically. That's like General Hux. They, they talk about all of that. Like he's been programmed from birth while near birth. Hmm. Um, And the idea is that he grew up. The only thing he knew was the first order. So the timing doesn't really work out for that. So that's, that's why I think that's kind of bunk. It was an interesting kind of theory for a little bit. Mm. And only that's only based on the fact that Sana Staros, the character is black uh, again, race. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. I'm just like, come on guys. Yeah. Come on. Um, then there was, there was actually speaking of general Hux, which I thought was funny. Again, this is another whacked out theory. And this is that general Hux is Luke's son undercover in the first order to take this series, to take the order down from within. Mm. And this is solely based on the fact that Donald Gleason, who plays General Hux, bears some weird, vague resemblance, which I don't see, to a very young Mark Hamill. I see. So I don't <laughs> I don't buy it for a second. I think it's just a really stupid theory, but it's worth putting out there to be like, eh, you know, what the hell? Yeah. Um, so that was that was one of those weird ones that I I think is kind of funny. Okay, I only have a couple of a couple more theories in general, so I'll burn through them real quick. There's also the theory now also that Poe Dameron, yep. who we're talking about, played by the wonderful Oscar Isaac, holy crap, mm-hmm. um, that Poe Dameron is actually a sleeper agent for the First Order. Uh, well, because he knew how to fly a TIE fighter pretty well. Well, right. he said, I can fly anything. So, right. But he had some trouble at first. No, the, the theory comes... St- it was still tied up. Well, the theory, the theory comes... The, <laughs> argument, the argument in this theory is that he didn't start the movie as a sleeper agent. Mm-mm. The question is, after they crashed on Jakku, how did he get off Jakku? What was right. happening all that time? 
while you know Finn and Ray are off piloting the Falcon and getting caught by Han Solo and then escaping to Takadana and then but the timing's yeah. weird. Like it doesn't make sense. First of all, the idea is he's meant to be like that third major character in right. the new kind of triad. You know, you had Han, Luke, and Leia. Well, now you have Finn, Ray, and Poe. Right. And so, like, he's meant to be that third character. And frankly, his appearance later in the movie is solely because he was supposed to die in the crash originally. Right. Like, he literally was supposed to die in the crash, but because they liked him, so they liked Oscar, Oscar Isaac's performance and some things like that, they rewrote the script to add those scenes in. Oh. And so, unfor- some unfortunate editing and things like that kind of make it look really choppy. As to why he was gone for half the movie. Mm. Plus, to me, they wrecked the reveal when on Takadana, when they're flying in towards Maz Kanata's place, you know, the First Order's already yeah. invading and they come across the lake, which was an awesome shot. Like, I yeah. loved oh, it was amazing. the effect. But then they cut to the interior of that black and orange cockpit to reveal him. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh. Worst timing ever. Yeah. Well, because then it's like, wait, what? I yeah, did, where did, did you, you know, I thought he died, whatever. It would have been more fun. It would have been had more impact, too, if they had waited until after the attack, like when you see Poe or when you see Finn going out there to look for the pilot with the black and orange X-Wing to recruit him to go help him rescue Ray. Um, when they reveal Poe there, that would have been the time to do it. Yeah. Like the cutaway shots they did on the, during the fight were just ridiculous. Like they were completely yeah. useless. They should not have happened. Uh. But that's an editing choice, and it's not one I can fix. So, right. and apparently there will not be a director's cut, director's special edition of these movies. Mm. So the way it is is the way it is now and for all time. Uh, well, you know, I'd rather we'll it's better that way. Do you really want random shots of CG creatures watching through the front of the action, nah. like in like in you know the original, the special edition of the original trilogy? Mm. That no. horrible CG job of the hut. I just. That was terrible. Like the tech just wasn't there. It just was not there. No. Um, so, okay. So that was that theory. It was interesting, but it, it's very kind of Manchurian candidate. Like he has a role still to play and it's yeah. possible. He could still be a speed sleep rate. It is entirely possible. I don't know. I yeah. just feel like that's not really, that doesn't fit with the kind of the, the more family friendly kind of very clear black and white. Right. Good versus evil nature of star Wars. Right. Star Trek. I could totally see that. But because they deal with a lot more shades of gray and, Mm -hmm. uh, but star Wars now it's a lot more, it's meant to be a lot more clear cut, I think. And even with the modern trilogy and and more modern sensibilities and things like that, I think it will stay that way Mm. because they know what their fans like. So, um, and the last one I have is Lor Santeca, who's played by Max von Sydow, the the old guy at the very beginning when he hands off. Right. When, he, when he hands the map to Poe Dameron and yep. throws major shade on George Lucas by saying, this will begin to set things right. Mm. <laughs> the very first line in the entire movie. Mm. Um, but his his character, the one of the theories I read, and I don't know how true this is. It, theoretically, it's true. Chronologically, it could work. Is that he is actually Kanan Jarrus from the Rebels animated show. Oh. Because that guy... They both, both the characters, I mean, Lor Santeca has a backstory on Wikipedia now that is canon, apparently, but he was born around the, like he survived the, he's not a Jedi, supposedly. He is not a Jedi, but he was always in support of the Jedi. And so when the big purge happened and things, he went underground with what they call the, the church of the force, which is basically a bunch of 
non-Force users who believe in the Jedi code and their way of life and kind of like the way Jediism is as a religion in our reality. Sure. And the idea of living up to those ideals and stuff. So that's the part to me that's like, because he has a backstory, it makes me lead that it's not Kane and Jarrus. Hmm. But it would be cool because it would be, like I think Kane and Jarrus is not actually, and Kanan is not actually his original name either. Because his backstory was that he had a, his original name. I don't remember what it was, but he was a Jedi at the temple. Oh, as a young Padawan, he survived the purge with his master. Oh. oh, and then eventually, shortly after that, like his master got killed and he went underground. Mm. Ended up as a smuggler with some people and basically hid his lightsaber away and just decided never to use the Force again until the events of Star Wars Rebels kind of catch up with him and he's forced to actually reveal himself as a Jedi Mm. and fight again. So I thought that was interesting. I think that that's, yeah, again, that's another one of those that's really out there. I would love to see some old canon. You know, there's also the idea that Lorsan Tekka was like an old Boba Fett. I'm like, no. (laughs) Mm. No, that's just not happening. That would be kind of cool, but the backstory doesn't fit. So That was Mm. before the movie came out, though, so uh, before we had any backstory on who he was. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of very weird theories. Now we have to wait an extra six months for episode eight to come out because it's been officially pushed back to December of 2017. Yep. It's smart. They won't officially say why. That's officially the word is because December is a better money-making month for these movies. Mm-hmm. However, it has also been revealed that Chris McQuarrie has been brought in to do rewrites Excellent. for episode eight. Well, but that also means because they've started, they they haven't totally started shooting yet. They've done pre-production and some early shooting, yeah, and stuff. But that also means there's script problems, yeah. If they're doing that, so like Ryan Johnson's running into script problems that he can't get passed by himself, which is fine. That happens all the yeah. time, you know. They bring yeah, people yeah, in yeah. to punch up a script and do whatever. And Chris McQuarrie, I love his work, so I don't mind. He's worked on some great stuff. He was the director of the last Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, I mean, I I have no worries about about the fact that they brought in somebody to rewrite the script before they start production in April. Right. Um, but that also gives them more time to do the effects and make sure the production's good. And they're actually bumping up the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie to May mm-hmm. instead. Which and Avatar. Avatar 2 was supposed to be released. Like, who cares? Well, that's the thing. In December 2017, <laughs> the Star Wars Episode Eight would have come up against avatar 2 right and they pushed avatar i was gonna say uh, yeah I past heard the, christmas yeah i heard they bumped it actually out of 2017 altogether yeah i think april is what they had said yeah well i think that's more of a technology thing and a shooting i think it's more of a story thing because cameron who knows yeah, uh, i mean it took him 10 years to actually get the first one made anyway so <laughs> right who knows i was gonna say they you know what um in the world of uh merchandise for the movie they don't have a Ray figurine. Oh dear God! Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> there were so that was many. Too. There's been so many weird flip flops and backpedaling on why Ray was not included in the action figures. Yeah, <laughs> like why no, don't they we have a Ray. Disney action didn't figure. want us to do it. Blah blah blah. And they're all like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. We didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> you know, we don't want to spoil anything. I'm like, <laughs> what? It was weird. Okay. It was a very weird thing it was a huge misstep i don't think either either they they misjudged the kind of impact ray was going to have as a as a major female hero character in a movie like this right 
or they just were they were they overstepped the spoiler like they were just trying to be overprotective of spoilers and whatnot mm. um thinking that they might accidentally reveal something by releasing some of those characters that's actually where the whole um finn being the son of lando calrissian thing came up supposedly there was a a toy like an image of a toy packaging being released for finn that mentioned that he was lando's son oh. on the packaging allegedly Oh. I don't know if it's true or not, though. So it's like, ah, eh. uh, we'll find out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's now, wait a minute. It's the now, internet, it, so because you, you know they've never faked a photo on the internet anywhere, right? But um, aren't we? We're going to get something in between. Yes. Episode seven and eight. Right. We are getting we're Star getting... Wars Rogue One in December yes. of this year, or November. Yeah, I think November or December of this year. And this is this is what they're calling a it, yeah it's actually officially called Rogue One a Star Wars story. Uh, it's not connected to the actual saga of the the episode. The numeric episodes are all tied together, right? This, but these is are now these are now in between those years. They're they're releasing these other movies, which are stories within the universe themselves. Oh, Rogue One is the theory is a story of the the people who actually went in to steal the plans for the Death Star. Oh, pre episode four, because that's, you know, they're the ones who actually get it to Leia so that they can. Right. So, and it's a huge multi, multi ethnic cat. Like it's an amazing cast, like Donnie Yen right. and Mods Mickelson and Alan Tudyk, who I love to death. Right. And, um, like all these actors and Felicity Jones is kind of heading up that. So it's another female, major female lead. Right. right. Going into that. And yeah. so supposedly they will have some, other cameo supposedly they're in a rush to they're they're doing a han solo movie a young wow. han solo movie okay um and so they've been talking about there's been some rumors about casting the young han solo for that and some debates and some of the names they've i just cried when they mentioned the names because like no no that's so wrong no and there's an actor out there who looks like and sounds like her 20 year old harrison ford like he can yeah, sound here. like that if yeah. you watch if you watch the movie Age of Adeline, which Harrison Ford played a role in, he was a supporting character in that movie. They flash back because Adeline meets him at a very young age, and like they have a dalliance kind of thing. Yes, but this actor looks and sounds like him just naturally, mm-hmm. like he can impersonate mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. And everybody's talking about like bringing in Scott Eastwood or a few of the, who I could live with Scott Eastwood, Clint's son. He was yes. a very good looking man. And I was like, you know what? I could live with him being young Han Solo. I, you know, sure. I could take that. Right. But I'm like, why not bring a guy who looks and sounds like Harrison Ford? Right. Who's already done it in another movie to do it again. You know, it's just like, why not be that guy? It's fine. Can you imagine though? Well, I think go. the framing, it sounds like the framing <laughs> of that movie is going to be like, like Harrison as old Han Solo reminiscing about his younger days. Right. And they actually did that on an episode of young Indiana Jones as well. Can you imagine Clint Eastwood's son, you know, uh, playing a young Han Solo? <laughs> you know, yeah, I could live with that. You ask yourself yeah. one thing, Greedo. Well, he doesn't sound you like that, though. He, he doesn't sound um, like that either. I know. So that's it's. I, I saw him I, in. I, know, I know. I watched a movie with him recently. I don't even remember why. Called the Longest Ride, where he's like a bull rider or something, and you know, mm. it's it's sophomoric, like it's a cheesy romance drivel, whatever. But he was great. You know, like he was a good act. He's yeah. a good actor and. I think yeah. that um, I, I would be that's that's a movie I could live with seeing him in. And then they, there are also uh, talk of them doing an Obi-Wan solo movie with Ewan uh, McGregor. 
Whoa. Yeah, because he's interested. I think they just need to talk and work money and okay. but he's 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 said repeatedly that he's very interested in doing an Obi-Wan solo movie. And Why so I'm not? like I'm like, I'm in. I will so watch the hell out of that. <laughs> that would be so much fun to see. Yeah. Um so we'll see. You know, it's hard because right now in like the comic books and stuff, they're covering a lot of what Obi-Wan did between episode three and four living on his, in his hermitage in the desert. Like they're touching on various things, like why Owen Lars hates him. Why, you know, mm-hmm. what happened to make him drive him into exile, basically out in the dune sea, what, you know, that kind of, so a lot of that stuff's being touched on in the comic books. I'm like, no, we can't, right. you're ruining it for us. Yeah. Come but, on. um, so that's, that's one of those things. I think that I like the idea of, the kind of the individual stories. I really w- hope they would do a young Boba Fett movie yeah, because that man, well, because they, because the kid, the guy who played Boba Fett in episode two, the young yeah. Boba Fett is yes. the right age. Now he's an adult. Now he's, he's in excellent shape. Like he, and he wants yeah. to do it. You know, yeah. it's like, why would you not get, why would you not go back and take to the well and tap that kid to play, play Boba Fett? That would be awesome. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we covered all the theories. So Force Awakens, right. thumbs up. Of course. What? I don't. I wish I had more than two thumbs. Yes, I got absolutely. my toes up. It's amazing. Um, the fact it's that, one of well, those the, movies. The fact that I saw the movie four times in the theater yeah. is insane. I have never seen a movie more than twice, ever in I the in the theater in the theater. I I've saw, never. Seen I saw Greece. Uh, Greece twelve times. Greece. I saw Greece. 12 times in the theater. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Okay. We're, We're back. <laughs> For those yeah. of you who decided to skip our spoiler filled discussion of the force awakens, shame on you. Um, or bless you. I don't know. One. It ran long. So who knows? Uh, it was great. <laughs> Well, uh, so yeah, no, it was a good discussion. I'm glad I was able to finally vent everything I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, although we didn't really got into all of my meticulous notes, but I'll save that for, we may revisit this down the road and I'll, I will save my notes. Yes. That I took four pages of notes, we, four we pages front this. and back of notes that I took about the movie. <laughs> we could talk about this for episodes and episodes. Yes, and episodes. we could, but we are not going to because no. we should wrap up today. So it was a good, it was a good discussion. We will have an actual guest in next episode, but in the meantime, it's the most interesting thing of the week. Brian, what is an interesting thing that you've discovered in the last couple weeks? Well, check this out. So uh, in our travels of the interwebs, we came across this product called phone soap. Have you heard of this? Phone soap. Phone soap. And what phone soap is... It's a device that you can put your cell phone in. You can put your, I don't know, whatever, whatever you touch on a daily basis. You know, you can put just about anything that fits in this thing. You can put it in there. You close the lid. And what it does is it hits it with ultraviolet light to kill all the bacteria Okay. Off yeah. of your whatever. And so there's a there's a really interesting video. Uh, if you go to phonesoap.com, yep, phonesoap.com, they there's a video uh, up there. I think they're still on there. Um, that walks through this. 
they did this uh, they did like uh culture swabs on uh on uh phone oh there it is why is your phone dirty yeah, right mm. and they came up with just all kinds of gross bacteria that lives on your phone and here we are put all right all right okay so not to not to invoke fear in anybody but i just thought this was incredibly fascinating that they took this they took a phone swabbed it they basically made it dirty like they sprayed it they got it gross they just it was disease phone right and they put the phone in the device ran it through a cycle came back out tested it it was clean it was completely bacteria free i like the idea of it i do like the idea of it i feel like it's gonna I feel like this should be on this would have been like 10 years ago. This would have been on an infomercial, like amazing discoveries. You want your phone to be absolutely clean. You put it in this bucket and bam, you know, look at the bugs that you're putting on your face. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's gross. Just, but the discovery channel did a thing. So it was a discovery channel um, episode and they, um, they had like real scientists getting involved with this technology. Right. It was right. Amazing. It was am- absolutely amazing. What's cool about it is on the inside of this device, you put your phone in there, whatever, there's actually a little charging station. There's a, there's a hole that you can put your, whatever cord it is that you use right, right. through. Okay. And you can charge your phone while you're cleaning it. Huh. Um, Interesting. It, it, yeah. It's amazing. I thought this was incredible. I don't have one of these, but I just thought this was amazing. So phonesoap.com. Phone soap. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, it's an I interesting concept. Really cool. Yeah. I think I think if you're I think if you're a hypochondriac or a germaphobe, that's probably a great product. I don't know. I find I just yeah. That's okay. No, it's okay. I'm not judging. <laughs> just, no, no, no. I, I, I think I've just grown up with that mentality of like, you know, we don't have to, to use antibacterial everything. No, that's why people like you and I are not allergic to peanuts, you know, <laughs> because God knows what we've eaten over our course of our lives, you know. Come on, look at look at what we probably ingested going to McDonald's when we were kids. You know, <laughs> we grew, dude. We grew up with lead paint. Yes, and asbestos. We grew up asbestos. We grew up when if you put your seatbelt on, you offended the driver. Lawn darts, <laughs> lawn jarts. We called them jarts. Yeah, jarts. Uh, shrinky dinks. I don't. You know what? As a kid. I don't remember putting on a heck of a lot of like uh, UV protection. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I did not. Well, to be fair, I did not put on sunscreen one time and I paid for it with a summer of giant potato sized blisters on my arms. I I, like I had to wear some of my mother's old T-shirts cut up the back. Like because I couldn't pull a shirt on over my arms and stuff like it. Like I stayed inside all summer that year after that. And I've been very paranoid about that ever since. Which yeah. is probably why I like staying inside all the time. I'm like, I hate the oh, sun, right. which is why, of course, why I live in Arizona. Right. Um, right. Phonesoap.com. Um, okay. So phonesoap.com, and we'll we'll throw that in the notes as well. Um, What's yours? My what you my What's pick is thing? is an app. It's a game. Ooh. A very what affordable game. It's called huh. Little Broken Robots. Wow. It's for <laughs> iOS only. Um, uh, it, the website is littlebrokenrobots.com, but it's an app, it's a free app. Uh, you can buy like unlimited energy. It's like three bucks or it's like two ninety nine or something. It's, it's just intensely, it's very cute and it's really fun. Like I, I found it by accident one day and I just got sucked in. And so what you're doing essentially is like, you are a robot repairman uh, and all these robots are wired on essentially on giant pegboards. And it's, it's, it's a puzzle game. 
Right. Basically. And so you have to drag the wires from one end to the other and make them all fit so that every hole on the board is taken up. Oh, yeah. And each of the wires has a certain length of spaces they can go. So you got to make it all kind of fit together and stuff. So, oh, I see. It's a nice little meditative uh, thing. Yeah. That uh, is fun to to play with. Um, Cool. Have you played this? Uh, oh, you uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Again, that's why I added this, because that's my time suck for the week. Oh, it is? How many uh, levels have you gotten? I, I have repaired, um, I've only had it for, I mean, I've had it for a week, or so, but I'll play it for a while at a time, you know, like a half an hour at a time, just because I get sucked in. I'm like, you know, watching little robots smile. And like, they have like little pirate robots that got like a goofy hat. And it's, 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 it's kind of silly. I think I've repaired... How many? Uh, 51 robots. Cool. I am a senior technician. Woo! Look at that. Oh. Yeah, so yep. it's got little little boards and stuff. It's It gets really kind of confusing at times. Mm. I almost want to throw up the other game because it's Star Wars related, but that's uh. okay. <laughs> it's, it's, that's a time suck you do not want, uh, so that's not good. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's not good because it sucks up a lot of, yeah, no, it takes up a lot. Does of, it have any uh, in-purchase, like uh, in-game purchases or anything? Little Broken Robots? You, yeah. Yes. It, it has it one does. which is un, that I know of, which is unlimited energy. Like you can uh, buy energy, but it's like two ninety nine. Oh, I That's see. it. And, and I paid right. for it because I was like, after a little while, like I got, I was like, this game's awesome. So, yeah. so I did that. So I, it's a one-time payment. So yes. I don't have to buy energy or anything. Like I can play as long as I want. And there's no ads or anything, but it was nice because I, you know, I'm like, nice. well, I might as well support the developers and yeah, and yeah. and kick them, kick them some money, you know. Um, and it's definitely worth it. So, Little awesome. Broken Robots is the game. LittleBrokenRobots.com. They are only available on iOS, so you can get it for your iPad or your iPhone nice. um, on iTunes. Much like the episodes of this podcast, <laughs> you can get on iTunes as well. Hey, what do you well know? Played, what are the, what are the odds? Yes. Master of the Segway, me. Yes, so I think that has brought us to the end of the episode. Another episode. First one for 2016 in the can. Yes. We did it. We did it. Um, So we will have, you will join us again in two weeks from the release date of this episode. Uh Which will be... Our goal is twenty this year. Our goal is Our twenty goal this year. I will have let's this. Just, I will have the hard set Well, that. next week is the end of the month, so I've got to have it out by the end of the month. So we at least have something in January. Um, so I will have it out by the end of the month. Uh, we will have a guest that we are recording in a couple of days with this fellow. So um, we will have a guest, at, and it's a guest that neither of us know. This so this will be, be fun. We are headed into new territory for us. So mm-hmm. this will be exciting and. And oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I was like, he locked I, up. I, I did. Nope. I vapor locked. I, I was trying to come up with a closing for the show and I vapor locked. <laughs> and I was like, oh eh. man. I thought I, the screen locked up and I was like, I was literally just going to cut the episode. technical difficulty? I was literally just, just going to cut the episode right there into the out. Did, a, did something fall into the gears? Please stand by. We are having technical difficulties. <laughs> oh my God, there's fire everywhere. <laughs> Thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. You can get the podcast on iTunes. We're also available on our website at briantrustpodcast.com. We have our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Brian Trust. We're also on Twitter at the Brian Trust. 
Yeah. Uh, you can also reach us individually on Twitter. I am at Actor Geek. And I am at B Selke, S-E-L-K-E. B as in boy, S-E-L-K-E. Um, so thank you all very much for listening. We appreciate it. If you have feedback, please let us know. Please rate us in yeah. iTunes, review us. That way we can move up in the rankings like we have in Brazil and Pakistan. Allegedly. Amazing. Allegedly. We don't have actual proof. Right. Right. Um, we want to hear from you. If there's something you want us to talk about or. Or if you are someone named Brian or you know someone named yes. Brian, please get in touch with us. And yes. let's uh, we'd love to have more guests lined up for the show. We've got a huge pile of people that we'd love to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you happen to know somebody that uh, magically was already on our list, that would be fantastic. Not, you know, not dropping names, Brian Cranston. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you happen to know Brian Erlacher, you know, if you happen to know some people. Yeah, Brian Boitano, yeah, Brian Dennehy. If, you know, if you happen to know somebody named Brian who's relatively famous, get him on the show. It'd be a huge boost for us. I'm yeah. sure we'll be paralyzed with fear, but uh, we will soldier through it and make yes. the show as good as it can be. So, yes. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. You're locked up again. <laughs>